Welcome to Into the Yes. I'm Marissa Fay, a functional nutritionist and holistic wellness practitioner. And I'm Jen Nickel, a movement witch and intuitive Reiki master. You are in the right place if you're ready to question society's wellness standards and prepared to be inspired to make changes that are right for you. Join us as we get into the yes. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to Into the Yes. I'm Marissa Fay. I am joined by my lovely and wonderful co-host, Jen Nichol. Say hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't resist. It's like that grandpa joke that... <laughs> Someone had to do it, right? Right. Sometime. Yes. So today's episode, I'm going to be fully transparent with with everyone listening, all, you know, five of our best friends, probably, but a million. Let's keep this real. Thank you. It is going to be a million, (laughs) but for now, you know, our, our, our inner circle of, of yesers, um, we had pre-recorded an episode because we are going to be doing a once a month episode around energy. And before you stop listening, just bear with us. Okay all about like get getting your energy right, setting the tone for the month, like what we do in a really practical way to feel good and center ourselves. And those concepts can feel so out there. So we really wanted to bring it like back into focus, something that you at home can just listen to. You can just listen to the podcast once a month and get a little hit of some good energy vibes, including a little practice that we'll include in each of those episodes, either Jen doing some guided Reiki or me doing a little mindset or hypnosis type work, which sounds way weirder than it is, I promise. So we realized though, we're missing a step. And the step was, Jen? Let's explain what Reiki is for anyone that is curious. I know a lot of people hear the word. That's what I hear from people like, oh, well, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah. So that I thought it would be nice for us to kind of explain that. Yeah. And even starting with, I know people who are like, is it Reiki, Ryoku, Reiki? Like even just how do you say R-E-I-K-I? Uh, Reiki. Reiki. I say Reiki. That's yeah. right. Reiki. Reiki. Key meaning uh, energy force and okay. Rei meaning universal. So universal life force energy is what that is referring to. I'm just going to leave that out there for a moment. <laughs> just let that sit. Universal life force energy. No big deal. Yeah. Right? No big deal. Just all of the energy of the universe that gives all things life. <laughs> that is like a mic drop moment. So mic drop, we're done. No, kidding. Okay, the end. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so for people who maybe do know what Reiki is or people who don't, just I like the idea that in our in our community of yesers, we're on the same page, right? That we clarify what these words and things that we do mean because i think out in the wellness world in the in the health world in the mental emotional spiritual world 
there are a lot of words that get thrown around and I'm not so sure we're all on the same page about what they mean. So in this world, our world of into the yesers, what do we mean when we say, first let's back it up when we say energy, what do we mean? Um, well, in this context for this episode, what we mean is the energy that it's perceived energy that we cannot see between, let's just talk about just humans right now, uh, between humans. So the energy field that our bodies give off, which that is a pretty scientific thing. That's something that we can't debate there. We all give off a certain amount of energy uh, because we're energetic beings. Movement is energy and our bodies are constantly moving. So as the sh cells move, as the blood circulates, as the heart beats, as the lungs breathe, it's giving off energy. Um, and then we could take it a step further into our emotions and our thoughts and our actions, um, and then even further into our spirit or our soul. So I bet that a lot of people have heard the saying that we're energetic beings living a human life, you know, and it's, uh, and it is. We're encapsulated in this very, uh, this body, this very solid force, which is a body, but what is that energetic thing that creates and makes you who, who you are? What is it? Yeah, I think there's something really cool in, in what you shared there, which is like all these layers that we could define this word energy. And for, for people listening who maybe are a little bit like me and like they want to understand the very literal, that's really where you started, Jen, of saying like cells, movement, you know, this current that we all have. And I will say that I used to think energy was just this literal stuff, right? And I often mm -hmm. equate energy with like heat generation. And I, I have a lot of thoughts as to why that is, but maybe that works for other people. Maybe it doesn't, that's okay. But there is like this very literal, like, like things that move, create energy scientifically, right? And then there's mm -hmm. this layer of things that we can't see but mm -hmm. sense are creating energy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because all things are energy. That goes back to, um, you know, the famous scientists, Einstein, and um, now I go blank on all the Newton? other names. Newton, I mean, Newton maybe. was like physics. I feel like physics is like energy. You can tell yeah. that we deeply studied all the sciences. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Einstein, right? I mean, you know, if you're questioning what famous smart scientist said it, just default to Einstein. Einstein. And he's good. probably in there, right? So, you know, all things are give off energy or have an energy to them, a rock or an, even an inanimate object. But so it's flowing in and around all of us. It's the air, you know, um, how do we know the air is has energy to it you can feel it move and uh you can feel if the air and and so now the air transports energy through it see i can i can jump all over the place so can water they're conductors right it's the same as electricity can we see electricity 
as it enters our home and then powers our things. No, we cannot, but it is there and it's happening and it's, um, well, and we don't see electricity as far as the current our heart creates, but we can connect you to a machine and measure it. Like exactly. There's a very literal side to this. So the reason I wanted to bring that up is because for people who are skeptical and think like, oh, that's woo woo stuff. It's like, sure. There might be a part of this that you and I are choosing to believe in and you as the listener are choosing to believe in. And by the way, it's okay. If it doesn't hurt anybody, that's a-okay. Yes. It makes you feel good, right. makes you happy, makes you feel in tune or connected with yourself. You go on, right? But there also is- Absolutely. Part, right. But there also is a part of this that truly is very literal. So I think that's important foundation. Well, we start with that because- I mean, that's what grounds us here on earth, right? The literal and the thing that the tangible object is a grounding object. So when we're talking about these, this kind of more abstract idea that there's energy that swirls in and around us and that that, that energy um, can be felt by other beings um, and can help heal and all of this when we, when we get into it further, um, that's such a huge thought. It's, it's almost so big that our brains can't fully wrap around it because it's, you know, we start to get into that, that energy can now travel through time and space. And you're like, what? Hold on. Now we're into Stephen Hawking stuff. Okay. Also, this makes me think of one of my most favorite books, The Time Traveler's Wife. Mm-hmm. Have you read that book? I didn't read that one. No. Okay. You should read the book, but also everyone, there's a movie it has, is it Eric Bana? He's gorgeous. Also, HBO did a recent mini series. It has this other guy who is gorgeous. So if you need a little something to escape and you're into some of this like magic of the universe, there you go. There's a little hot, hot off the presses wreck from Marissa into the yes. Okay. But back to what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just had to, I had to drop that treat in there, you know. I like it. I love it. I, I'm going to put it on my list. I've heard of it. And then I'm like, why haven't I read it? I don't know. Who knows why? But it really speaks to the question of like, you know, it's my understanding physics. There are certain aspects of physics that tries to address this idea of like energy here and energy in a parallel universe right. and all of that. So if you're into that level of things, check that out. But I want to bring us back to the reason we're talking about this in the first place, which is, so, so Reiki is all about like this energy tapping into this energy. Some of what we see, can't see, but, but like, what is it really? Like you are a Reiki master. What does it mean to do Reiki? Okay. So to, to do Reiki or to give a Reiki session as a practitioner just means that you are channeling that energy that you have gone through a process where you have become attuned um, autocorrect always wants to fix that it doesn't recognize attuned as an actual word um, but what it means is like tuned in to the same frequency that this energy would flow um, and uh, so once you've gone through Reiki level one training, you've become attuned to that energy and you are now a channel for it to flow. Channel meaning just like the power cord um, or, you know, the, um, what do they put up? A lightning rod. 
mm-hmm. that will attract that energy and ground it down into the earth. Or like you can think of the, the um, pra- practitioner as the rod or the power cord that connects the universal energy into your body. So it channels it through. So that's what a Reiki practitioner is. Is it so much more than that? Yeah, it can be. It, it absolutely can be. But essentially, a Reiki session would be between two individuals and the Reiki energy. Um, okay. Well, and so the you. practitioner. Oh, go. Because yeah. I, I like want to interview you, right, as our expert today, <laughs> which I want to understand because other people may have this question. Like, can I be attuned, like, without having gone to a training? Could I just be like, okay, energy of the universe, like, is in my hands? Or is this, like, a special thing that happens that's unique and, like, passed down? Well, okay, I have two answers for this because I've thought a lot about this. First of all, we all have this innate ability to to heal, this innate ability to self-heal and place our hands on ourselves or place our hands on another person and set the intention for loving, healing energy or whatever it is that you do. I mean, you think about if you're very upset and someone places their hands on you or hugs you, that is healing. So I believe we all have that ability. I just think that going through the process of the attunement in Reiki dials it up or tunes it into an even clearer signal. Um, and yes, there is a process that happens during that time. So say you sign up, you go to a Reiki level one training, there is an attunement process that happens with the Reiki master where it involves symbols and I feel chakras. Like, yeah. And I mean this in a nice way. Like I, nobody listening, take this offensively, please. I feel like Reiki practitioners are care bears. And you know how the Care Bears like have the symbol and then it shoots out of them. This is what I remember, by the way, from watching Care Bears many 30 years ago. But like, I just feel like that's kind of what it is. You all get together, you become a Care Bear, you get your Care Bear symbol and (laughs) you can shoot your Care Bear energy out to people. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that said before. That's what some people, what some practitioners that I know of, that's what they visualize themselves as a care bear with it shooting out of their heart when they're sending Reiki out into the world. Um, You know, it's funny because there's a bunch of movies that I'm like, they're talking about Reiki Uh, movies or shows like Care Bear. Like, did the writer or the person that dreamt this up have some greater understanding I feel like Avatar is doing that big time. Yeah. Okay. So that they connect into each other's energy through their tails and totally. So that brings us. And I'm like, I I annoy my whole family. Like that's Reiki. They're doing Reiki. This is like Reiki. Not that it actually has to be defined as Reiki, but it's the idea that one energy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So that you kind of highlighted this, but I'm going to ask it explicitly. For Reiki, do I need to be in the same room with you? Do your hands need to be on me? Or could I be somewhere else? I already know the answer to this, but I'm baiting you. The answer is yes to both. Um, There's an in-person Reiki session or a distance session that can take place. So we could be in person. um, And 
I, if I was giving Reiki to you, I would place my hands around on your body. I personally like to put my hand right onto the body. Well, to be honest with you, I personally like to ask the energy to guide what's happening. Mm -hmm. So um, I may place my hands on, my on the body and then they are guided to go somewhere else. Sometimes they're asked to hover over the body and I, you know, I interpret it all as it's happening. But yes, that's the in-person. Distant would be, now this is when it gets a little cuckoo bananas because it just doesn't make sense. And this is where I trust, I just trust because I've experienced that other people feel incredible things when they know what's happening. Um, even when they don't know what's happening, I did a test, which I would love to share. I did a test because I've, Skepticism is interesting, right? It's really just curiosity. You're like, wait a minute, how can this work? I mean, you could use skepticism to shut you down and turn away and not, not go back. But, you know, in, in this case, it's more like curiosity for me because I'm like, I believe in this, but really? Because well, my head can't wrap around it. And you also said, like, let's just pretend this is real. And I would even just encourage us all to be like, Let's not pretend. Let's just say it's okay to believe. This is real. Right? Like people have their religion. I And no offense to you. And if this offends someone, maybe we're not the right people to listen to. But like a lot of that stuff is made up. Right? Like did all those people really exist? Who knows? You are choosing we don't to know. believe it. You know? And that right. has created power for you. You know, power in your life and your beliefs, all of that. I think this, these kinds of practices are similar, right? Like you have made a choice. I have made a choice to believe in this and it has changed my life. The end. Right. It has, it changed my life. And, you know, once I, once I learned what Reiki was and how it worked, I realized that it had been there throughout many parts of my life. I realized that things that I had been picking up on long before I knew that this existed, that was energy. That was what I was noticing. And I noticed this because in my field in occupational therapy, I was working with children that are nonverbal. A lot of them were nonverbal and um, unable to walk or hug or pick it up an object. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's exchanged between, that I notice exchanged between that individual and myself that I could not explain. Like, how come when I walk in the room, I feel like I just, I'm in the presence of something greater? And I don't know why. It's a, it's a little 11 year old. And I, and I started to put some things together once I learned Reiki that, oh my gosh, that's what this is talking about. So um, that's why I've always trusted it. So um, in yeah. a session, because you know I want to talk about all that stuff, but also I'm trying to deliver this in a nice little 30-minute package, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> in a session, either in person with hands-on somebody and letting, letting yourself be guided or from a distance, you as the practitioner, what are you doing? <laughs> So personally, what I'm doing is, you know, prior to the session, I or well, within the person being in my uh, presence, whether it's distant or because we've set up a time and I know that they're ready at that time, um, 
I ask that I'm a clear and open channel for the energy to flow. Now, because I am Reiki level two and Reiki level three, I also call in the Reiki symbols. So these are symbols, sacred symbols, which you could look up. They're supposed to be secret, but they've, they got leaked out. <laughs> um, because like who owns symbols, right? Yeah. Um, and you, I call in the symbols and the symbols are what allow you to send through time and space. And so if it's a distant session, I ask that I'm a clear and open channel and I actually set up an avatar, which is a little bear that I have. Um, and that is your stand in for the person taking the session. And I place my hands all along, all along there. It just gives me a landmark and something to do with my hands. Um, it's not necessary, but it is for, for my sessions that I offer. Um, and I just, I personally step aside. Me, everything that makes me, me, step aside and the energy works as it needs to work. So my entire job for the whole thing is to step aside and just allow it to happen. And how do you do that? It's through, you know, practicing that through meditation, um, asking that I'm supported and guided through the process, um, that my mind be quiet and that I not interfere with what needs to happen. So that's an important point to make that if you are working with a Reiki practitioner, they, what they think, they can't put something onto you or take something away from you, from their thoughts. The energy is above all of us and it wouldn't stoop that low. <laughs> yeah, there's something you taught me there where you had said to me, like, nobody in a Reiki session could ever do something bad to you. Like, that's right. anti, like, it's not possible. They, of right. course, can have their own, they could be going through their own crap. And if you're in person, you might sense some of their own stuff going on. But they can't right. like, leave, a, leave a badness on your channel of bad energy to you. Exactly. Like Reiki itself, that, that energy is the purest form of energy. There's, it, it's only, it's only job. The only thing that it can do is try to pull other energy up to meet it at that frequency. So that's what it's doing is energy like attracts like, and that's a higher energy. And so all the energies in your body, as you're channeling to this other person, it's, trying to tune those other energies as close to it as it can get. So it cannot, it's not, it, it just doesn't have the capacity to do anything less than that. But just like you said, and I like that you said that, a Reiki practitioner is human and has their own experiences. And, you know, if it's someone that's going through a very difficult time, say they're going through a divorce, like if you walk in to get a Reiki session and the person is like, oh my God, I'm going through this divorce, blah, oh my God, I can't, whatever, then you might go, you know what, let's reschedule. <laughs> and not because anything, like there's anything wrong with that person or there's any harm that's going to be done, but they're not in a place to channel this high vibrating energy because they're, they're dealing with something else, right? So and their energy is separate. Their energy, yes, is separate. So here's a question I have because you mentioned the chakras, which by the way, in my yoga teacher training, there was like a whole debate of like, is it chakras or chakras and pick a team. And I yeah. just want to say, I think both are correct. The end. 
Second, <laughs> I love that I'm here to clarify all this for people. They had no I idea. Know. <laughs> I decided, Marissa is the is the pronunciation queen. Yes, I have decided. How do we pronounce these? Yes, I have decided <laughs> they are both okay. Okay. Anyways, so Reiki uses the chakras or doesn't? That's a Jen yeah. thing or a Reiki thing? Clarify and all. It's a Reiki. Can- Okay. And can you explain what the chakras are to somebody who maybe doesn't know or has heard it and needs clarification? The chakras are the energy centers of the body. So we're constantly processing energy through our body. Um, our, uh, Our body is making sense of all the input that comes in. Most of it, we don't even know. Um, and so the chakras are these energy centers of the body. There's seven that are directly on the body, Start at, starting at the base of the spine, the root chakra. We move up to just below the navel, the sacral chakra. Above the navel, right at the center, is solar plexus. Right to the center of the chest is the heart chakra. Center of the throat is the throat chakra. So, um, between the brows, just slightly between... Uh, just slightly above and between the brows is the third eye chakra. And then the seventh is the crown chakra, right at the top of the head. Um, so, And they all have a meaning, and this would be a very long podcast if we were to go into that. But Reiki does channel energy through and to um, the chakras. In fact, it's said to help balance, align, open or quiet um, chakras if, if there's an imbalance, which by the way, we're, we all always have an imbalance in our chakras, which is why a practice like Reiki can help us keep them in balance. What chakra do you find is the, often the most imbalanced? Um, I, well, s- most of the clients that I have worked with, um, it's heart chakra. Hmm. It's the heart chakra. Yeah. That's the one that always comes up. I mean, that's where we hold grief, sadness, fear, and loss. Um, That's where we hold those energies, and we don't usually express them. It's not, you know, except we're supposed to be okay. We're supposed to always be okay. And so, anyway, that's where it can get a little bit. And we also are protective of that area, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I, like, Maybe you've been through a breakup or two and you're now more protective of how you offer love and receive love. Then it also goes into our own ability to love ourselves unconditionally. And so that all affects the energy in that area. So hot chakra always comes up. There's a lot of crown chakra too. I'm sure. I have to tell you as we're talking about that, Luna, my cat, just Mm -hmm. jumped into my lap. And as you're talking about all the heart stuff, she just very sweetly like looked up at me while you were talking. I know she's a little Reiki master herself. She is. She is. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What else do you think is important for people to know or understand about Reiki that we have not touched on? Um, I mean, there's so many different things, but I, Here's one thing that comes up with a lot of people that they come into a session and they're very, they're very nervous that I would know things because there is a component to a Reiki session that is intuitive. So um, 
at least in in my practice, when when I offer Reiki to people, I often get these intuitive, I call them intuitive downloads, where I'm able to share like, well, this was going on. I might see something to be able to tell a story about it. I might feel something to be able to say it. And um, a lot of people have heard that about Reiki, that that could happen. And they're fearful that like the person um, giving them the session would see something that they don't want seen or feel something that they don't want felt. And um, that is not the case because your energy will never reveal something that you hold tightly. You know, if it may come up where it's like, okay, let's just say, you know, around the heart area, I felt a heaviness and a sadness, but, and, but I don't know why. It would, it would shut it down. And as a practitioner, a lot of the times I'm asking any messages that are here to support the highest and best for this session. I only want those messages. There's never a bad message that comes through where it's like, oh my God, don't drive your car for the next three days. Like, it's never <laughs> like that. It's not like fortune telling like, like you've seen. It's, it's insights that give you, it just gives you a deeper understanding of who you are and how you react and why you felt a certain way that you felt. Um, how about we talk about what it feels like after yeah. a session? Well, I was also thinking before you go there, I was thinking about like, I, I mean, I want to speak into my personal experience. Maybe people can relate to it. I've yes. done distance Reiki and I have done in-person Reiki both really supported me at different points in my life and, and were meaningful for me. And I felt them in very different ways. Um, and they both can be effective. I also have had sessions with people who, you know, I didn't love their energy or their spin on it. Right. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to find someone who you feel comfortable literally being in their hands, you know, and comfortable with them obviously not knowing your whole life story, but sensing vulnerable things about you. It is important. I mean, you, you should interview or spend some time with a practitioner. It's not something that I would walk into blindly. I wouldn't, as someone that feels energy, and you know if you're one of those person people, if you're someone that uh, kind of identifies as an empath, then you really want to be selective about who you're around for this and who you invite into your energy field. No one can ever enter it without your permission, but um, but you might feel their their energy, and and so you want to know when you're if you're going to have a session with them that you feel good around them, that you feel like you can calm, be calm, relaxed that you feel safe and that's really important and that's not about whether this is that's the other thing you can't be good at reiki or bad at reiki it's all that has to go away it just is reiki is just reiki and just because someone loves a session with you doesn't mean you're so great at it or they're like that's the best session i ever had it does not mean yeah you, you know i was what? gonna say i mean this is like spoiler alert anybody listening like at a certain point, everyone, everyone's skill set is similar, right? In, in anything, yoga, in my field of work, functional nutrition, uh, doctors, um, teachers, you know, it's like at some point, everyone 
you're, you're attracted to that person. You go see that person, you listen to that person because there's something about them. It's really not that necessarily they, they have the keys to the universe or understand a topic backwards and forwards. It's something about them. And just like, even think about like, you know, in school, if there was a teacher you loved, like, why did you love them? It was probably something to do with who they were, right? When you've gotten like, and how they made you feel. Yes. When you've, you know, gone for a service somewhere, like at some point it's like, yeah, you know, I've had the same haircut 15 times in my life, but there are certain people who I really enjoyed that haircut with more or less. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Or you enjoy their company. Yeah. And so that's, that's first and foremost, especially with energy work, like the person you're working with, um, feel good around them. And then you won't, You'll never have a bad Reiki session, but you'll get much more from it because there's an underlying thing going on here where your energy senses their energy. And, you know, we're drawn to people that complement our energy, right? Or, or line up with it. And so um, that's what's happening there. So that's where you'll get the most from the session. So I think that's really important. And if you do go and see someone who is like, I give the best Reiki, then just ask them why they think that. Like, just be curious. What makes you say that? Why do you, you know, um, because it's, this is my belief. I don't think you can, you can't, you're just, you're just a channel. You can't make it better or worse or anything like that. Uh, but you could make someone less, less comfortable, but that's you as a person. That's not, not the Reiki. I also think you're just like a very humble Virgo queen. And I would say as somebody who has experienced distant Reiki with you, like you're the real deal for anyone listening. If you've ever considered Reiki or a distant session, and I don't know if Jen is offering them right now, but like she is legit. And I have met a lot of people who say they do Reiki or energy workers. I live in Denver, Colorado. This is, this is a place, this is an escape for many woo woo people and like Jen knows what's up. So she would be a great person to try this with if you want to dip your toe in the water, because also the way you do distance Reiki, Jen, I find to be very gentle and, and not in a way of like, you won't experience changes, but in a way of like, of just sensing what the person's energy will allow and not doing more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's my belief. I don't think that, I don't think the person receiving the healing receives more than they can handle anyway. So um, that's, that's another piece to put in here. Like your, your energetic being will not call in more than it can manage. Um, for some people, that might be a, a big release or a big up-leveling and it feels huge to them but for others it might be very very subtle and it just makes you have a really good night's sleep that you needed um so it 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 just does what it needs to do thank you for all of that but again i really truly and you've experienced it but your energy and my energy sync up so again you know um and i really like if you're talking about how I am as an instructor and all that, I'll take it even more because I put a lot of effort and time into it. But Reiki, <laughs> you know, like, but Reiki, I feel like it's doing its own thing. I'm, 
I'm just here to help it get there. Yeah. You know, and, and I can't, I cannot have any of that ego stuff around it. And that's how I keep my energy open for it to be able to, to do what it needs to do. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I view it. Okay. We are about at time. So I want to bring this home. Yeah. Any Let's last, bring it on home. Bring it home. Well, I mean, any last tidbits or suggestions or yeses around Reiki that you want to share? Well, I want to share with everyone that you do have this innate inner power. And I'm just going to offer this out there as something that you could practice after you listen to this um, at some point, maybe as you fall asleep uh, the next time you go to bed that you place your hands together, just give them a little rub that just warms them up and it makes you feel the friction, which actually makes you feel energy and warm them up. And while you're doing that, set an intention for yourself or just say the words. I mean, set an intention sounds so big and vast. Just say something like, I want to feel better. Keep it as simple, like whatever. It doesn't need, I always tell people, it doesn't need to be poetic or, you know, special words or anything like that. You could just say, make my knee feel better. I love you knee. And then put your hands on your knee. And just imagine that you're sending energy into the knee that helps it heal and see what happens. So just give it a try. Hands down. Now, I don't know if this is because of the Reiki, because I don't remember doing this before I had it, but we do have that inner sense. If someone's elbow hurts, you go and you hold their elbow, right? Or you rub their back, you touch. And if your head hurts, you probably put your hands to your head. So in the past, when I've had a headache and I place my hands on my head, it goes away. It just, it, it just softens. It just goes away. And then, but the funny thing is I take my hands off my head and I'll feel it pound again and then I put them back on and it feels better. And I really think that this is something we can all do. I don't think it's the Reiki. So just know that wherever you're feeling something, place your hands on them, place them over your heart and just say, hey, I love you. Mm. And like um, use your own power. We all have that. And I'll just say to add on to this is like, you know, when I work with clients and, and students in like programs and courses, you know, around things that are more physical medicine, physical health, I will tell you people who are really like against something like that tend to be people that take a lot more time and effort to heal because part of healing and feeling better, even if it is a, a, a very physical something going on, you know, I work with a lot of women with like hormone imbalances, right? Painful periods, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's not in your head. That is real, right? But if you can create some space where you believe that your mind can help you to feel better, can help you to move through this experience and take better care of your body, you will feel better faster. You will. I see it every single day. And if you don't, if you resist this power that you have, this idea that you have this energy to, you know, kind of bring more of these good things your way, it's going to be a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can enhance, you can enhance whatever is needed for yourself mm -hmm. through believing it. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it too. Yeah. 
I think that's a good little nugget. I do too. All right. Well, on that note, what are you a yes for? <laughs> I'm a yes for placing our hands on our bodies. <laughs> With whatever intention makes it feel I was going to say, and with that, I feel like we are now doing an episode on sexual health and pleasure. <laughs> we should, though. We will. I know we will. It's on our list, y'all. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But I like that. And What's I, your yes? I am a yes for owning things that feel good that may not have scientific evidence. I like that. That's what I'm yeah. So, yeah, you know how I put that? I believe in magic because I think that's a lot more interesting than than not for me personally. Yeah. Absolutely. I believe in magic. I believe in the un the inexplicable because I just think that's more fun. That's it's very simple. Love it. All right. Well, All right. with that, you can find me on Instagram and now TikTok at Marissa Fay Wellness. Oh. I'm having so much fun on TikTok. Jen, where can people find you? Well, I'm only on Instagram. I might be a little too old for TikTok. I don't know. Anyway, I'm on Instagram at jennickel09. The nickel is spelled N-I-C-O-L. <laughs> yeah, don't be like me and misspell it because that's not cool. It's so common. <laughs> I know. And with that, thank you for joining us. Check out our episode Every Friday, we drop a new episode and stay tuned for next month, our first episode that will be just focused on energy and include a little exercise for you to follow along with as well. Yeah, we'll see you then. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. I can feel the energy telling us that yes. Telling us yes. 